Hello, welcome to today's podcast. And our topic for today is how does the increase in Airbnb demand and supply affect the cleaning industry? So let's not just single out Airbnbs. There has been a massive rise in holiday lets, particularly since COVID. And I know you're sort of on both sides of the fence here, Diane, aren't you? Because you obviously own a cleaning company and you own what is it an estate agency what do you own a letting agency yeah letting, letting agency. agency so what have you seen in the market with regards to holiday lets really over the last sort of three to five years um well I think definitely obviously we, we all know that the holiday lets have become a really growth industry in the property world over the last few years and obviously it's also become a great way to holiday hasn't it you can rent a house together as a family and, and it can be great from that point of view and I think there's lots of things driving it I think Covid was a big one I think that the staycation, people not traveling abroad meant there was a big boom, but also there's been a lot of changes to um, the way that landlords are taxed. Um, so a lot of landlords are changing the way they rent their properties. They're not renting out their properties long term anymore because of tax changes and other things, but mostly the tax um, and they're, they're renting them out as holiday lets instead. So there's been so many changes around it. It's been a real boom. And the big one. So a lot of people love the Airbnb when it came around because you could let out your spare room. Yeah, that's exactly what it was meant to be. The and, air bed um, and breakfast. Yes. And it's become so much more. I mean, I know when I look at Airbnbs, I'm looking at whole houses. Yeah. That's not spare room. Huge. No. Yes. <laughs> well, when I say whole houses, it's more because I've got kids and then I want a kitchen. Yeah. But but the point is it's not just a spare room anymore. Yeah. So there has been a massive increase. Um, and the, what's been the impact on this, on the cleaning industry, do you think? Well, I, I think it's it's created opportunities, um, but I also think it's it's created huge demand. So therefore, even more shortages than we had before. But it's definitely created opportunities for a different way of providing a cleaning service. What do you mean? What kind of opportunities have you seen? Well, I think that there's opportunities to um, add on services. So, yes, you can do the, the actual changeover clean itself. And there's a lot to discuss around that, which I know we will do. But there's also other opportunities for managing the property, for maintenance, you know, for, for extra things, welcome packs and laundry. So there's there's extra opportunities that come with the cleaning. Yeah. And do you know what I've noticed? And I've said in the past around where I live, I live in close to the centre of Manchester on the outskirts of Manchester and there's never really been a lot of Airbnbs because it's not a holiday area um it's a you know what do you call it suburbia it's where families live oh my goodness there are Airbnbs I'm getting inquiries all the time for Airbnbs and I was going well there really wasn't we have got so many hotels I live by Old Trafford there are so many hotels serving this area but now that there's been a massive rise in Airbnbs but the point about that is if we're seeing that even in my area that doesn't have a lot, what you're seeing is a density of Airbnbs that now can sustain a cleaning company in a local area, whereas before you didn't really have that. I do believe now I could run a holiday let company in this area. That hasn't always been the case. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, obviously, traditionally, and, you know, we're based in Yorkshire. So, yes, a lot of real holiday destinations, although they're quite a long way apart. So that's always been a challenge because the logistics of that. But, yeah, even in city, and actually, there's not just holiday lets. There's contractors that are now actively seeking out Airbnbs rather than staying in a hotel when they're away from home working for six weeks. They'll stay in an Airbnb now. So that 
places like Manchester, which you wouldn't think I'll go on holiday to Manchester. No offence, Manchester. Do. Do. <laughs> but, <laughs> but not traditionally a holiday, but city breaks, they're popular, aren't they? So, you know, things like that. And you've got everything on your doorstep. So it's good for that. But the contractor market is also good. And what's interesting, though, if you look at the change from hotels, your traditional hotel model, they would employ a cleaner or, in fact, a whole a whole team of cleaners. Yeah. Whereas Airbnbs, you're having to outsource to companies such as such as you and I and, and all our members and listeners. Um, and that's been the real change in the industry that actually you're not having the cleaners employed. We're very much going out to companies because or they do it themselves. The owners do it themselves. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of owners start off doing it themselves and then perhaps realise that, yeah, it's quite hard work. And also it's the logistics of it, being there at the right time and guests checking out late and this sort of thing or arriving early, all those sort of challenges that they have. So outsourcing becomes very attractive very quickly, I think, for the owner. Yeah. And while we're on outsourcing, so it's not just outsourcing of cleaning, is it? You talked about additional services and Bedding's a really interesting topic. It doesn't sound interesting on first thoughts, but actually, so let's talk about Airbnb bedding first of all. What if you were an Airbnb owner or a holiday or a cleaning company owner doing holiday lets? What options would there be for providing a bedding service? So when you've got you've got a couple of options, you can actually hire the bedding okay. um, from companies that will bring you the bedding then take it away or and then bring you some more and they launder it and, and they hire it out you've got you've got options for sending it out to an external laundry but your own bedding um and then of course you can do it your actual cleaning service can provide the laundry service as well some have tried i think try and like do it on site in the actual airbnb but as we know the practicalities of maybe six beds that doesn't all fit in one washing machine unless it's enormous and then drying time and getting it back on the bed it's almost impossible and, and definitely the last resort I think yeah I know that we used to offer some kind of a service and in the end we said we're taking it away so you know it's much easier if it's at the office because otherwise you have to hang around in the property and it's just not feasible um but bedding has been a contentious subject and if anything's going to go wrong it is the bedding and holiday owners so holiday let owners oh do they like to complain apparently we as cleaners lose beddings put the wrong beddings on the wrong beds um but the cleaners are going oh come on this is unrealistic you haven't got the right beddings this doesn't match this how many times have you turned up to a holiday let to do six beds with three sheet uh, sheet three sheets and eight duvets yeah. <laughs> um why does this go so wrong I think it's a lack of systems, a lack of organisation, a lack of just simple things that will make life easier. Um, and, you know, it's if you've got lots of beds to change and they're all the same type of bedding, how do you distinguish between one bed and another? You know, there can be all different. So you've got king size singles, super kings, doubles. And sometimes they're not always, especially kings and super kings how you can tell the difference without actually putting it on the bed um, and then getting the duvet the right way around and all these sorts of things are just logis logistical challenges aren't they that we have to try and make easier for ourselves so an owner saying the cleaners are rubbish because of this it's like well you know maybe the cleaning service you're using hasn't got those systems but as an owner you have to take responsibility for helping organize it too sometimes and you've come up with a brilliant tip so i at home on my beds i've got a super king i've got a double i've got a single i've got four beds i don't know what other size the other ones are um and ours are all patterned so i know the difference but if you've got the same colors because you've got a bit of a posher house you, know, <laughs> you actually put on nice duvets that may look the same 
how do you mark the difference yeah so yeah we all our bedding is white and the only difference between the bedding is the size of the bedding and one of the rooms got slightly different shape pillowcases but other than that you can't distinguish between them at all so I got a fabric pen and I actually write on the label of the the bedding k for king sk for super king d for double the single is always obvious i don't need to label that one so that's my simple system just at home but you've got to find these ways of being able because otherwise it's impossible and i haven't say having had it at home when we've had guests it's just like i don't know which one goes on which bed and I know a lot of places they actually put labels on. So one of the laundries that I'm aware of, uh, they label single beds with a yellow label. So they they almost sew it onto the outside. So you can see that yellow label and it's red for double and it's purple for king size. Um, so that works really well because the problem with looking inside is you've got to open it up. And if you've yes. ironed it, so at home that works. But obviously for a laundry, you want to be able to see quickly. So you've almost got to have that color label on the outside. So yes anyone not doing that that is a big tip for you make sure it's visible what size the bedding is yeah definitely and also what do you do when the wrong bedding is there because if the bedding is going out and coming back again and I've heard this with higher companies and external laundry companies particularly the wrong bedding might come back (laughs) you know all of a sudden you've got you've got two king size beds and you've got you know you've got two double duvets that and that's it it's just you need to make sure that you've got some spares (laughs) in hand and, and I think it has to be a minimum of three entire sets. Yeah. If you cannot run it, it has to be three entire sets because you're going to have a dirty set that's about to go off and laundered. There might be some still at the laundry and then you've got another set on the beds going on the bed. So that's a minimum of three. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realise, they think, oh, you know, it's like at home. You Like oh, I have, to, yeah, well, I know a lot of people, particularly doing domestic cleaning, where they have one set of bedding, they take it off in the morning and they, they launder it and it's back on that evening. Now, I can't do that. I'm not that efficient at home. So I I mean, I have multiples, but the minimum of two. So it's one off and one straight back on again. Because if I'm doing my whole house, if I if by the time I clean the whole house, I don't want to then do the beds at the end of the day, do the beds in one go. Yeah, definitely. And the other thing is, is, you know, you talked about you having patterns at home, which is is great. And obviously it's the kids duvet covers and things like that as well. But when you're doing it for, for Airbnb, you know, when as you're as a cleaning service, I recommend you recommend to the owner of the property white bedding, simple cotton white bedding, because we've had we had a client that has a bed and breakfast um, and we were doing their laundry for them. And they bought these lovely white sheets, but they were all um, they all had like a waffle pattern on them. I don't really know how to describe it, but you couldn't put them. You couldn't put them through the roller. Why? Because because it changed all the it just flattened it all out. It just didn't. So it was just like you'll have to change them because if, if you you don't want to pay us to stand there and manually iron them. <laughs> so it's having a little bit of thought as well as to how these things can be laundered and ironed quickly. And a lot of cleaning company owners that I know that have got into this, they do go on to create a commercial laundry quite often of their own because the demand gets there. But let's say we haven't got to that size yet. So you've got, you know, a number of holiday, let's say I'm cleaning five, 10 holiday leads. If you could advise one thing, because you mentioned your roller, but I know a lot of people have these presses. Yep. What one thing would you buy just to make life a little bit easier? Because ironing can be a nightmare and you've got to do it. Yeah, I think if it's if you're talking four or five, it would really depend how many beds. I mean, if you're doing four or five changeovers in a week and they've all got three beds each, yep. that's actually quite a lot. That's probably enough to be starting to invest in something a bit more than a standard iron. 
So this is what I'm saying. What's the first thing you'd buy above a standard iron? Because you well, might not want to go onto a roller just yet. Either, a, well, definitely a steam station iron, absolute essential. Um, a good quality pressurized steam generator and or a press but if you're going to buy a press you may as well save up for a roller okay so just stick it out with the arm for a little bit longer until you can afford a roller i love that i'd love to do that at home as well do you do yeah. that have you iron your bedding at home um i iron the du the pillowcases and sometimes the duvet covers but i try and avoid ironing anything else because yeah. i don't have a roller here at home obviously it's different and I used to love it when we had that going on I would send my home ones in okay so another thing about Airbnbs and the cleaning industry if you look at domestic cleaning we know what we're doing six months in advance we know this customer is done every week this customer is done every two weeks we try our best to avoid every three weeks and this one might be done once a month or once every four weeks so we're pretty predictable and then you throw in holiday lets so let's talk about first of all why is this a different model and, and can be quite unpredictable? Yeah, and I think that's perhaps something that this rise in, in call it serviced accommodation, holiday lets, whatever you call it, this rise in this part of the property market as people, their expectations to start with was, yeah, I'll just phone a domestic cleaning company and they'll they'll love this. Um, whereas most domestic cleaning companies that they this owner would ring would be, nah, it's not for me. <laughs> We're happy with our three hours a week with Mr. Smith and we don't work Saturdays and we don't, you know, we don't work evenings. We don't, we, and we like the predictability. So that is a challenge for the owners. But again, as I said at the beginning, this provides an opportunity because if you can work around that kind of last minute schedule, then you can charge a lot more and actually you can corner the market. Yeah. So it is quite hard. Now, Airbnb is quite different. And there are a lot of holiday let owners that don't want to use Airbnb because it is less predictable and they maybe don't get vetted. Their tenants, should we call, are they called tenants? Their, their customers yes. don't get vetted. Yes. yes, their guests don't get vetted. And so I've spoken to quite a few that say, well, actually, I like to work through this booking company or that booking company. And actually, I'm booked out six months in advance. So I know exactly when all my changeovers are. And we only have them in, you know, Tuesday to Sunday or whatever they choose to do so actually you yeah. can do every cleans on a Monday there are a lot like that that are actually really predictable aren't they yeah and I think it's just asking the right questions to find out if this is a property that would suit the way that you work when you get that inquiry and also there's nothing wrong with educating the client that actually if you took bookings Saturday to Saturday you'd have more predictability or Friday to Friday you know like you said whatever it is you'd have more predictability you wouldn't and, do, and doing two night stopovers is not cost effective you know educate the client because you know, if you're paying £200 for, for the, the cleaning and laundry, then doing a two night stay at £50 is obviously not going to work. And, you know, I've had phone calls like that. And, you know, obviously sometimes it's them trying to sort of beat you down on price. But a lot of the time they just don't understand that you can't do it in an hour. Um, and therefore those two night stopovers are just not worth it. Yeah. And that, that's awkward, though, isn't it? You do have to be top of your game to really understand it. And actually, just listening to this podcast is going to give a lot of people a better understanding of both sides. So if you start getting these inquiries, you're going to go, actually, I know how this is going to work a little bit more. Um, just while we're on bookings, um, so they are can be a little bit unpredictable, but let's talk software because communication is always key. 
And if any relationship in the cleaning industry is going to break down, it is all about um, software can help so much, can't it? Um, So there are some good ones out there. Talk me through sort of software and how this is really helping cleaning companies. So, well, there are, there are different software out there which are part of the booking process. So that um, I, I don't actually, off the top of my head, know the names of them because I'm not, I don't actually rent out holiday lets myself. But I know there are bits of software out there that will take the bookings or actually have a joint calendar, if you like, for, say, booking.com and Airbnb and any other platforms that you're using. And it will have a central calendar so that they, first of all, is to stop double bookings and for let the owner sort of like understand what's going on but also the owner can give access to that central calendar to the cleaning service so the cleaning service can have an advance notice of all the bookings coming up and therefore they can put it in their own schedules so those platforms are out there already and notes are important as well because if a piece of bedding is missing or for example the last guests have damaged something again you have to almost discuss in advance how do you want me to let you know am I responsible for this if I see a kitchen cupboard door hinge hanging off and it just needs a screw you know do I tell you do you get a handyman and this is something Airbnb owners are struggling with as well they don't just need cleaners there is accidental damage on almost every sort of let out and and how much is the cleaner responsible for what have they got set up what do you do here because this happens a lot doesn't it yeah and I think that it's again it's about educating owners that what what are you and aren't you responsible for because you know checking that you know a kitchen door is is working okay is not really in a cleaner's remit however that you're the eyes and ears of the client so if they want you to be the, their eyes and ears, then you need to be charging accordingly because it, it's slipping into management of the property now. But absolutely, you, there's an opportunity there, isn't there, that that needs doing. But if you go back to just the cleaning or the changeover, what about counting the cutlery? What about making sure all the plates are there and are there any damages, any breakages? Because you know people break things, don't they? I think last time we stayed in Ajit in France, I broke a glass. I replaced it rather than just leave it broken. But people don't always do they so it's it's important that you're going through an inventory almost every single time which is something as a letting agent we're really familiar with but as a cleaning service you might not be familiar with and you're going to have to check the property it's like a mini end of tenancy but checking everything at the same time but things can go as far as they might break the kettle you can't see it and it just doesn't work and you go how was I supposed to know but the cleaners would be expected to know that wouldn't they and this is where checklists are going to come in really really good for you as a cleaning service owner because your team are there they need to be does the kettle work (laughs) does the toaster work just checking those things and ticking that they've checked them taking lots and lots of photographs I know when we did the holiday let cleaning panel for the DCBN we talked a lot about taking photographs um, of even just the cutlery drawer all beautifully set out again photograph every single time and again this falls into software because you've then got to store all these photographs and that can really take up data really fast and you've got to be able to share them because there is no good that somebody complains to the holiday let owner says I want my money back then they can't get in contact with you for maybe one or two days if it's over the weekend and they don't know what to do they end up refunding them and you go hang on I've got photos to prove it if you haven't shared those photos already you know you can end up in a really difficult situation yeah definitely and that's you say you need sort of i mean zenmade and jobber are, are the two of the partners with the dcbn you the, the cleaning team can upload pictures 
through that, can't they? So that's really good. But there's lots of other other options out there, but you've got to have some good software in place to help everybody. So we've talked through actually the cleaning role has now become a bed changing role. We're now going to check everything. We're going to do the cutlery draw. We're going to do the plate. So way beyond what would normally be expected. Yeah. So let's talk about expectations of how long this should take. So your two bedroom flat can be done in an hour, can't it, Diane? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And changing all the beds, of course. Yeah. And checking the cutlery drawer. And, and that's another challenge, I think, for the for the for the owners is the realization that this isn't them coming in and giving it a quick clean. Because when you're staying in particularly holiday accommodation, you expect it to look like nobody's lived there before. You're expecting it to be, you know, we've, we've all stayed in places where it wasn't quite up to standard. And that's where the bad reviews come in. So the, the the guest is expecting it to be spotless and you can't do that in an hour in a two bed flat with the best will in the world I wish we could we make a fortune you could charge 100 pound an hour but you can't so you as the, the cleaning business owner have got to really educate the client as to how long these things are going to take and it's quite strange because let's talk about a three bed house which is something I'm very familiar with now I could go in weekly and if we we're going every week I could probably out of rush get around it in two hours that's not long I would want three but the reality is on a holiday let, you're probably looking near a four. Because yeah, I would say four to six, probably, depending on how many beds there are to change. Yeah. And, and the problem is the things that we might alternate in a house, you don't get to alternate any of them. No. You've got to go. Yeah. So a three, three hours is on a normal. Uh, and we're when that's where we're not going inside every cupboard. And yeah. You don't get to make any mistakes. You have to do no, it. You can't miss the drawers. You've got to check every drawer. No, I mean, we've even been cases where something's been left in the oven. So you know, a pizza sat in the oven when a guest has turned up. You've got to check every single cupboard, drawer, oven, fridge, freezer, absolutely everything. And it's all got to be removed if there's anything left behind. And worse than domestic cleaning, they may leave all their washing up. You may have to wash the oven grill pan. Like, I don't have to do that, you know, not normally anyway, on a deep clean, maybe. But um, so when you're quoting, and a lot of people, because there's been a rise of inquiries, because there's been a rise in people asking for this, the cleaners are going, well, I actually don't know what to quote. And they're often quoting two, three hours for a three bedroom place. And we're going, no, do you know what's involved in this? Um, and quite frankly, they don't know what's involved. And you're finding a lot of cleaning company owners are going, oh, my gosh, I'm massively undercharging. I'm making £12 an hour on this and, and you know, I'm losing money. And but and then what's happening is the um, holiday let owners are going, wow, this cleaner's unreliable and they're not doing a good job. And we're going, yes, because you wouldn't take on the experienced companies because they cost more. Yeah, absolutely. And and a lot of um, owners um, and agencies will want a set price. Um, so you've got to set price at the higher end. You can't set the price at the lower end because you don't know what you're going to be walking into. And, you know, yeah, if I was to leave a holiday let, you probably wouldn't know that we'd been there and I'd have stripped the beds for you. But not everybody does that. And that's the reality. They might have had a party the night before. And sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. It might be six hours one time, it might be three the next, and you're charging for four and a half. Yeah, and you have, you have to almost be as honest as that with the owners as well and say, look, I'm going to charge you this as a set price, but it is geared that if it's really bad, you won't get charged more, but if it's not as bad, you won't get charged less because you want a set price. Yeah, and that's hard to break to them. So, um, yeah, in conclusion... Is the rise in Airbnbs good for the cleaning industry? 
I think it is. I think it's just a case of the cleaning industry itself, educating the clients and also maximizing those opportunities. So we touched on laundry and people starting laundry services, but there's opportunities for, you know, adding the maintenance. You know, a lot of the owners don't want to be involved with the property at all. They're investors. And as you said, sourcing handymen is really difficult. So if you can incorporate something like that in your business or build up a network of people that you can call on, that can be a really good add on. And of course, because it's holiday lets, people like the nice touches. So welcome packs, toilet rolls, toiletries, washing powder, salt and pepper, all those things that should be in a holiday let you can provide and, and make a little bit of profit on too. Particularly if you're doing a few, you will have a storeroom full of them, won't yeah. you? Light bulbs. I don't think you've got to be able to replace those light bulbs. Touch yeah. up the paint. If they paint it all the same colour, how easy does that make our life? Yeah. Little tester pots and absolutely. So no, there's this a big opportunity, I think. And I think it's a, a good opportunity for the cleaning industry to be sort of part of a, a really lovely industry that actually provides great experiences. But it's such a key part of that experience that we need to step up as an industry, I think, and, and educate and, and educate ourselves. Um, and, and talking of which, I mentioned the holiday let panel. You know, it's in our training library that, you know, I did a, a, an interview, if you like, question and answer with three cleaning business owners who've all, all, all made a really great success of holiday lets. And they don't just clean them. It's the laundry, it's the management, it's the maintenance. They've really made a, a good a good success of it. And I just basically ask them all the questions you want to know. And it's all in our training library. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you, Diane. Lovely podcast. Um, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. And good luck if you get lots and lots of inquiries as to Airbnbs and holiday lets. Thanks, Louise.